Representative Cory Bush celebrates the anniversary of the death of a thug by completely lying about the, de the dead person being a thug. Mitch McConnell proves he doesn't understand the environment, the political environment, and Republicans need to keep their eye on the ball or we're just going to lose another election. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I got I to gotta tell you the honest God truth. I'm very, um, I'm very, I'm not paying attention. And one of the reasons I'm not really paying attention is I'm working on my first book. The book is done, by the way. It's available in ebook format, in Kindle format on um, on uh, Amazon.com. Uh, I'm actually uploaded new changes to the book because it wasn't right. There was just too many little problems in it, and I made changes. But one of the things, and right now I've got a hard copy coming in so it will be published in a paperback i don't know how many copies i'm going to actually publish because i have to pay for it but i am going to publish at least 500 copies so you'll be able to to get it um but i just learned how to actually go about this is a lot harder than it sounds writing the book is actually believe it or not the easy part it is the editing of the book the proofreading of the book than the publishing of the hard copy. And these are this is a process that I really had to work on. And it was really kind of difficult. So I mean, so I wrote I wrote this book and then I edited the and then I thought I edited the book, but I actually just proofread the book. Um and there's a big difference between proofreading and editing. Then I had to get a copyright. Then I had to get the ISBN numbers. Then I had to actually go out and publish it. After it's published, I'm going to have to go out and make. Uh, I'm going to have to go out and market the book. Things like that. There's just a lot into it that I didn't realize. And this first book, I gotta, I gotta say, I effed it up. I there is no question. The book is actually very good. I think the book is very good, and it should be very good because it's not really my story. I just modernized the story. So, yeah, it's very good. I wish I came up with all the ideas myself. I didn't. But my second book is purely my book. I've wrote, read it. I made it up. I wrote it. There is, it's my story. And I'm really kind of excited about it. But I really needed to get this first book out and go through the exact publishing steps because now I know how to do it. And it's going to be, this next one is going to be really different. Now, of course, the marketing is going to be different. The other thing I'm really looking at is is getting a publisher because um, there are publishers out there that will independently publish books. You have to pay for them. They're kind of expensive, so I'm not really sure how that works, but we'll find out. But the process, I'm excited because I've, I've got a, um, a, a hard copy of the novel coming out from Amazon today. And it's basically the paperback. Uh, it, it, it's not for resale sale paperback, so I'm going to read it and see if it's all okay. Once again, I've read this book about five times, and I'm always finding something wrong with it. Always. But the idea is I'm learning, and that's what it is. So this next book, which I think is phenomenal, I think this book is fantastic. Very simple read. Very it's everything that I think everyone will like to read. 
it's violent, it's sad, it's exciting, things like that. It'll be fun. So we'll see. So needless to say, I'm a little distracted today. Uh, and that's because I've just got this other stuff in my mind. Because of that, I will not be doing a podcast tomorrow because I plan to work on my books. Uh, I'm almost finished my second book, which means I just started. So we'll see. Okay, so this will be the last podcast of the week. And of course, we can't have, which is good because we're running, running out of news stories. There's a lot of news stories out there. Um, Joe Biden apparently is as more corrupt than we thought he was. Uh, huge fires in uh, Maui, in Hawaii right now due to a Hurricane Dora that hit Hawaii. Lahaina in Maui is gone, which is amazing to me. Because Lahaina has been the tourist spot of Hawaii. It was one of the nicest places in the world. It's gone. Of course, everyone's going to blame climate change. But the reality of the matter is this was caused by a storm that hits every year. And basically, again, forest management. They never cleared out dry brush in Hawaii. So, again, liberal democratic state. So the power lines fell on top. And then fire started, and of course it'll be climate change. It'll it's always climate change. It's never people messed up, or it's never well weather, right? Maybe the weather got kicked up. I, I guess they had normally the winds there are twenty to thirty miles an hour, and this hurricane brought winds up to seventy miles an hour for two two or three days. A couple of poles fell down. I mean, you can't sit there and have any aberrations, or it's proof of climate change. But there's a lot going on right now. So uh, politically, uh, apparently the co- economy, we talked about the economy earlier this week. The economy is taking a dump. Um, all the companies are releasing their reports, their profit reports. Not good. I mean, to the point that the DEI and ESG bullshit that, that these companies have been pushing, have been using... They're now beginning to drop because it turns out ESG and DEI, not good for a business, which is not a shock. I've read um, two of Glenn Beck's book talking about the the Great Reset, and I talk about them all the time. And these books are horror stories. But one of the things these books do not talk about, I'm actually thinking of sending um, Glenn Beck an email about it, it, like he'll read it, but who knows, is that, you know, you don't take into account that these corporations that are implementing ESG and DEI, they actually have to make a profit. That making a profit is still the goal of business. And if these companies don't make a profit because they remain woke, companies like Disney, Target, um, Bud Light, if they don't make a profit because they're implementing these woke policies, they're implementing uh, environmental, social, and governance scores, they're implementing diversity, equity, and inclusion scores, and this stuff begins to bite into their profits, these companies are going to stop using them. And he never brings that up. He only brings up what the WEF, the World Economic Forum, is trying to do, and I'm telling you, I'm in the middle of his second book concerning the Great Reset. It's horrifying. It is horrifying. And he tells you this. And all of it, it sounds horrifying. It sounds like science fiction. But if you're paying attention, 
That's exactly what's happening right now. You can see it in everything from abortion to euthanasia to um, uh, to uh, uh, gene manipulation to the trans thing. It's all happening, and it's happening. I think faster than the World Health, World Economic Forum thought it would happen. Klaus Schwab and all of them thought it would happen. But it is happening. Uh, it, it's terrifying. But I think he forgets that. He forgets that the United States is, is the, the um, black sheep of the entire world. Uh, we have guns. We have freedoms. We have a defined constitution. And corporations, we are ca- still moderately capitalist, moderately capitalist. We are not capitalist like we were in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. But we're moderately capitalist, and corporations can't just implement this BS from ESG and DEI, not make a profit, and go on happily ever after. Though businesses, uh, uh, groups like Vanguard and BlackRock continue to try to keep these companies in business. It doesn't work like that. Very interesting stuff. And it's good to see that, you know, these corporations are hurting and they're suddenly dumping all this crap. I mean, you look at Target with uh, their ESG and DEI groups. Um, They got killed during Pride Month because they decided to implement tucking bathing suits in the front of their stores and suddenly they had to back off because no one was going into the stores. Very interesting stuff. But uh, one thing the left will always do is lie. And they will never tell the truth. They will always lie. They will always manipulate everything. And that's what the World Economic Forum, the left, the Democrats, that's what they, the media... Uh, continue entertainment like Disney continue to do today and it's scary because a lot of people if you're listening to this podcast you had to hunt for this podcast if you're listening to this podcast you already know about politics and you know that they like 98% of the people don't and they hear something on the news and they just believe it okay well the lying continues and that brings us to our dumbasses of the day So we've got a couple of dumbasses today. A few, actually. One of them isn't a dumbass, per se. It's just an example of how insane the left is going, especially when it comes to this trans crap. But our first dumbass is truly a dumbass, and that is Cori Bush of the squad. Now, Cori Bush is a BLM activist. She is dumb as a brick. She is extremely vicious. She's a, just an outright racist and anti-Semite. Okay. And she's decided that she is going to celebrate the ninth anniversary of Michael Brown's death. Now, if you don't remember the story, Michael Brown, big black kid, six foot five, 300 pounds, robbed a liquor store, did a strong arm robbery at a liquor store, assaulted the owner of the store. The owner of the store, by the way, a person of color, or a colored person, depending on how you want to look at it. Whatever you want to call me, it's what it is. Person of color, colored person. He was Indian. Stole a bunch of cigars from this store. Then walked... And by the way, I'm not going to mince words anymore because we continue to mince words 
I, I am tired of the person of color, colored people disparity there. The National American Asso North American Association for Colored, the Advancement of Colored People is the NAACP. They still use the term, so I don't see what the problem is. But anyway, so this guy, so don't be shocked if I reverse him. I, the reason I'm doing that is because yesterday I almost said colored person by accident, and then I thought, oh, I can't say that. And then I realized, why am I bothering? I'm just going to say person of color. It's the same freaking word wording. It's just opposite. I'm tired of playing around with the words. Okay, so Michael Brown, person of color, robbed another person of color. That person of color at the, the store called the police. The police sound him, and then Michael Brown attacked this police officer, got shot dead. By the way, we will point out that not only did Michael Brown attack the police officer. He actually injured that police officer. I believe he broke his eye socket. So we're not talking that Michael Brown didn't do damage before this cop shot him. There were witnesses to this. Every, everybody saw this. So Corey Brown, of course, had to celebrate, and then she basically lied. So here's what she had to say. Like many in St. Louis, Ferguson, and around the country, my life changed nine years ago. Nine years ago, Michael Brown was fatally shot by a Ferguson, Missouri police officer. His life was taken, taken from him, taken from his father, his mother, his community, and every person who knew and loved him. The killing of Mike Brown propelled us to build a world where he would still be here with us, where George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ayanna Stanley Jones, Oscar Grant, Kajim Powell, and so many others would still be here with us. In his honor, and in the honor of every life stolen from our communities by police brutality, we bring our struggle for accountability and justice in defense of black lives from the streets to Congress. That's why I proudly introduced the Helping Families Heal Act, known as the Mike Brown Bill, alongside Mike's mother, Leslie McSpadden. Okay, it's so hard to listen to her bullshit. It really is. Okay, first off, all those people she actually uh, rattled off, I, I don't know a couple of them, but all of them that I heard were all criminals. Breonna Taylor, which it was a tragedy. Because the police weren't after her. Breonna Taylor was with a felon. Breonna Taylor was suspected to be working with this felon, this drug addict. Happened to be in the apartment with this drug addict. Was not shot in her bed. Was actually up. And her drug, ad her drug um, dealing boyfriend shot at the cops first. And she just happened to get hit. As far as Michael Brown is concerned, Michael Brown, um, well, Dana Loesch responded to this this tweet, this comment, and she said it the best. He would, Michael Brown would be alive today if he had not chosen to steal from a convenience store, resulting in the owner calling the police, resulting in the police stopping him, at which point Brown chose to attack the cop and try to take his gun. Which, by the way, Eric Holder's own DNJ concluded with its forensics report that the police officer was justified. Stop your shameful and racist rewrites of history. 
Everything there is correct. But this gal would just rather say, oh no, the cops killed him. And by the way, she's 100%, 100% for the defunding of the police still. Still to this day. Everybody else is for. And she spends $75,000 a year on private security for her own protection. She doesn't care about protecting her people. She only cares about protecting herself. But her ideology is so thick that she will change history. She will lie about it. She will not fix the problems. Like, why is Michael Brown, why was Michael Brown a thug? Well, we can tell by the name of her mother, of his mother, Daz wasn't home. Probably had something to do with it. My guarantee, mom didn't tell him he needed to come home. Mom didn't take Michael Brown to church or anything like that, which, by the way, we all know was true. And it doesn't matter that Obama's DOJ said the cop was justified. There's no charges here. Or it doesn't matter that the police cop actually ended up losing his, or ended up quitting his job, ended up with a serious injury where he had a uh, dislocated eye socket. Forget all that. It's just gotta keep up with the narrative, so she can push another anti-police piece of legislation. The problem that people like Corey Bush have is their lies are beginning to get old. People see him. Okay, so no, Michael Brown was not a hero. George Floyd was not a hero. You can make memes about Michael Brown and George Floyd. They're both assholes. They deserved what they got. I mean, I'm going to say it flat out. They deserved what they got. I know. St. George Floyd deserved what he got. He would have been dead whether the cops were there or not, by the way. He would have OD'd. And I'm going to be really surprised. Uh, Derek Chauvin, who was the one who was sentenced to 15 years for manslaughter, Derek Chauvin is taking this to the Supreme Court. And he, there is a very good chance he's going to get released from prison. Because this was all political. Okay, anyway, I, I'm going off. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm rambling. All right, well, here's another one. The Democrat uh, lieutenant governor in Massachusetts. Um, we talked yesterday about... Massachusetts have a real problem with illegal aliens. You know, there there are 20,000 illegal aliens now in in Massachusetts and suddenly nobody can survive. Well, Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll, she had an idea how to solve this problem. Let's listen to what she had to say. Most importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Become a sponsor family. You can contact the Brazilian Worker Center for more information on how you can step up if you're willing to have an additional family be part of your family. If you're a local official, a college president, a business owner, or a faith leader with an available building or space in your community, please work with us to offer it as a shelter site. If you're a social service provider, please consider becoming an emergency assistance homeless shelter provider. Our resources are stretched thin there as well. And if you're a hotel or a motel owner, consider opening it up for emergency assistance. If you're a landlord or a property owner, we can use you too. We can connect you with service providers to help transition families into permanent housing. Everyone has something they can offer. Yeah, yeah. Um, New York did this. They actually paid for hotels. I don't know if you could even say they confiscated hotels so that illegal aliens can go into the hotels and live in the hotels. Some of these hotels are like four- and five-star hotels. 
right? $200, $250 a night. That's not an exaggeration. This is New York. It's really expensive. And these people trashed those hotels. Trashed them. Can you imagine going to the Ritz-Carlton and seeing it all effed up because illegal aliens were allowed to, to stay there and they just eff it up? Okay, yeah, this is this we know this works. So these these guys don't know. The government doesn't know what to do. I mean, we're a step from the government violating the constitution again and just confiscating houses and telling people, "Okay, you have to house illegal aliens." By the way, none of these illegal aliens are vetted. We don't know what diseases they carry. We don't know what their rap sheets are. And we should just, regular citizens should just let them into their homes. F you. That's not going to happen. I, I love seeing this happen in Boston. I love seeing it happen in Massachusetts, in New York, in Washington, D.C., in California, in Illinois. I love watching this happen. Because these guys, I mean, yesterday, Eric Adams of New York finally called on the Biden administration. You guys need to do something. Stop, we need to stop the influx of illegal aliens. He said it. That's the second time he's blamed Biden for this mess. And it's not going away. It's, they, they don't, they don't care. I mean, right now, um, uh, Greg Abbott has set up pontoons over that river between the United States and Mexico to stop people from crossing. And the Biden administration sued. Yep, they sued. To get them to remove those pontoons, they don't have a right to do it, and they don't. But they are actively allowing illegal aliens into the country. So good. I'm glad to see that this is happening to blue cities. It couldn't have happened to better places. I hope you citizens in those blue cities begin to realize we need to stop voting for this crap. You get what you deserve. I don't feel any sorry for any of them. I hope their cities stink like crap smell like piss and marijuana. I hope their schools are filled with homeless encampments because that's what you guys wanted. Now, that's the dumbass of the day, by the way. And that's the Democrat way. The Democrat way is always try something other Democrat cities have done that didn't work. Maybe it'll work here. By the way, that's the same leftist view of communism. Well, why should we implement socialism in the United States? Because... We can do it right. You know what? They haven't done it right in any other country in the world. It, throughout history, they've never done it right. And you think we're going to do it right. Okay, whatever. Now, this guy is this guy is a trans activist, and he actually doesn't belong in my dumbasses of the day. This guy's insane. He released a video, and if you went to Rumble and you looked, I actually had him in one of my former videos where he said, if he walks into a women's restroom, and you have a problem with it because your wife or your child happens to be in the women's restroom and you give him shit, he'll shoot you. This is this guy. Okay. Which, by the way, I said, go for it. Let's see how that, how that works out for your fat ass. Your old fat ass. Here he is basically talking about your kids and the grooming. And he admits, yeah, I'm grooming. So let, let's listen to what this 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 guy is called Tranny versus you versus the world on TikTok. And I can't believe with the threats this guy makes, he hasn't been pulled from TikTok. 
Yep, I take it back. Sure, I can believe it. Let's listen to what this asshole has to say. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hypocritical your comment is? I mean, just stop to think about it. How hypocritical it is. You're telling me that other people's kids are not my business? What makes you think so? Because it, you seem to think that other people's kids are your business. Which is why you're telling me to stop grooming them, leave them alone, leave our kids alone. Is it clicking yet? Is the hamster wheel moving? They are my business. Every single one of them out there. Those are my kids. Every single elder in the transgender community. Those are their kids too. And we are happy. And willing. To welcome them with open arms. When you won't. Okay, first things first. His logic is absolutely out there um what is he talking about so right off the bat his logic makes no sense here about why someone's saying leave our kids alone and he's saying wait, wait you're you're a hypocrite what because you're talking about other no i'm talking about my kids so his logic is is way out there but the idea is whenever someone tells you that the trans cultists are not trying to groom your kids it's bullshit this guy's attitude, okay, this guy's attitude is exactly like most the like most of the trans cultists. Okay, and not the trans people of 10 years ago. We're talking the trans cultists of today. They do think, because these people believe in all this community bullshit, all right? They're not a community. It's a cult. He's calling himself an elder, for Christ's sake. This is a cult. He believes every bit of what he's saying. That your kids are not your kids. He is there to train them. And like Pied Piper, he's calling them to the brood. Okay? This guy is a threat. This guy is dangerous. And we need to stop looking at all this trans crap and not seeing it as what it is. It is grooming of kids. This guy wants to have sex with your kids. There's no question. This guy wants to groom your kids into this mental illness. And that's the fact of the matter. Let's call it what it is. And he's not the only one who believes this. By any stretch of the imagination. Hey, this guy, this guy, I got to tell you, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how he stays in business on TikTok because this guy is scary and he openly admits it. He openly admits he wants to kill straight people, people who look at him like he's a freak. He is a freak. He's a freak. He's mentally ill. And to be honest with you, this is part of the ideology that needs to be destroyed. And that's not genocide. That's saying this ideology is sick. They do not care about you. That all they're about. They're, it's a virus. It's just about spreading. That's all it is. 
Okay, so that guy is not the dumbass of the day. I think Cori Bush wins dumbass of the day, even though I think personally think she did that on purpose. She's just trying to change history like the left does, so she knows what she's doing. Okay, um, all right, let's get to our first story. So Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell hit his head a while ago. I think he's been having strokes. Uh, he is really out of touch with the environment. He really doesn't seem to know what's going on. About two weeks ago, he actually was in front of the microphone and froze. So I really think he, like you know, half of our politicians right now, is probably done being a senator. I mean, the guy's the guy's eighty years old. It really is time to get rid of these eight. Diane Feinstein's another one. She is in the hospital again for falling. These people need to be out of office. Now, I understand why Mitch McConnell has to wait till 2024. He's from Kentucky, and Kentucky has a Democrat governor. So, basically, what would happen is if Mitch McConnell retired, he'd be replaced with a Democrat, and that would really F up the Senate. But the, F, the Senate's F'd up anyway, so what difference does it make? But Mitch McConnell, he just says stuff that he's just out of touch. He, that, that's all I have to say. So according to the New York Post, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has gently nudged his Republican counterparts in the House of Representatives to pump the brakes on the chatter of impeaching Joe Biden. Quote, I said two years ago when we had not one but two impeachments that once we go down this path, it incentivizes the other side to do the same thing, McConnell told the New York Times in an interview published Tuesday. The fact that this guy is interviewing with the New York Times tells you he's not a Republican. This guy is not a conservative. He's not a Republican. By the way, he's not. He never has been. Quote, impeachment ought to be rare, end quote. He added, quote, this is not good for the country, end quote. A growing number of House Republicans have called for Biden's impeachment, with most of them citing the border crisis and his involvement in influence peddling by his son, Hunter. Okay, let's get into this. Now, he's right Impeachment should have been rare. I mean, there have only been, before Trump, there only been like three impeachments. But they impeached Trump twice. So as far as what he's saying is, this goes down a path for the other side to do, think, do the same thing. I got news for you. We're already down that path. Joe Biden should be impeached. And Joe Biden shouldn't be impeached for revenge about what happened to Donald Trump. He should be impeached because he's done some pretty shitty things. I mean, the border crisis, yeah, that's one. But his his uh his corruption is really something that needs to be brought up to the open. And the media is not going to do it. A report was released just yesterday that says the Biden family received at least $20 million from influence peddling in foreign countries. Foreign countries, that includes China, which apparently gave a million dollars. Ukraine, which apparently gave six million. Russia, which gave a million. Romania, Kazakhstan, Mexico. That's what we know of. Now, do I think an impeachment is going to do anything? Is it going to get Biden kicked out of the House? No, out of the, the presidency? No, I don't think it will do any of that. They don't have the votes in the, in the Senate. But 
But if you bring impeachment proceedings and you impeach him on this stuff, on actual crimes, you at least bring it to the public. And I think they do need to impeach him. Whether, whatever happens in the Senate, we know what's going to happen in the Senate. Yes, it's kind of a waste. It's kind of a waste of a time when it comes to the Senate. But the reality is, things like uh, Devin Archer, Bobolinsky, all of these guys that have said, "Yeah, these guys are are bribing." They they're not even quiet about it. They are openly bribing these foreign countries. This stuff will be put on the table, and the media is not going to be able to ignore it. It will not be able to ignore it. They're having a tough time ignoring it now. So no, he does need to be impeached. Mitch McConnell is living five years ago, before Trump was impeached. He said the same thing before Trump was impeached. Well, it didn't stop Democrats. Democrats went down that road. And the problem with Joe Biden being impeached, there's actually impeachable, kick him out of the presidency evidence here. So, yes, he should be impeached. And if the Senate doesn't want to do, if the Senate leftists don't want to do the right thing, then let them vote against it. But this stuff cannot be ignored anymore. So, Mitch McConnell here, he's wrong. I'm sorry he had, he's stroking out. I'm sorry his brain is mush right now. And yes, he should remain in the Senate until 2024 when a Republican goes in and takes over. But this guy is just dead wrong here. Okay. Here's an example of where Republicans really need to focus. Um, Republicans should have no problem taking this election in 2024. They should have had no problem taking the elections in 2020, 2020 or 2022. They effed it all up. Okay? And they're going to eff it up again. So... Here, here's the story. I, I don't necessarily disagree with the Republicans here. It's just the timing and everything was just wrong, as usual, with Republicans. So here's the story, and this is according to the AP. And I do want you to pay attention to the language of the AP, okay? Because the AP really does show its bias, and that's something for me to say. Because the AP, for me, used to be a, a, a legit paper, a legit news organization, so according to the AP, Ohio voters resoundingly rejected a Republican-backed measure that would have made it more difficult to change the state's constitution, setting up a fall campaign that will become the nation's latest referendum on abortion rights since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the nation's protections last year. First off, that's one of the problems the Republicans have done. This law, which we'll talk about in a second, has nothing to do with abortion. Okay. The AP is making it about abortion. The defeat of Issue 1 on Tuesday keeps in place a simple majority threshold for passing future constitutional amendments. That's state constitutional amendments, mind you. Rather than a 60% supermajority that was proposed, its supporters said the higher bar would protect the state's foundational document from outside interest groups. Voter opposition to the proposal was widespread, even spreading into traditionally Republican territory. In fact, in early returns, support for the measure fell far short of former President Donald Trump's performance during the 2020 election in nearly every county. Okay, so what's going on? Right now, in, in Ohio, 
In order to change the Ohio State Constitution, all it takes is a majority within the state Senate. Now, what Republicans want to do is follow the federal Constitution and make it that you have to have two-thirds of the state Senate vote for a constitutional amendment. I agree with this. It should not be easy to pass laws in uh, to pass especially constitutional amendments. It should be very difficult to pass constitutional amendments. The problem I have with this, with Republicans doing this, is they're doing it for abortion. Right now, there is a push to put abortion in the state constitution. Republicans don't want to do that. But Republicans are going to have a tough time stopping it since the, the state Senate is pr predominantly Democrat. Now, it has to be all Democrats vote for this, and there's a thought that maybe they won't, but that's not the point. The point is, this, instead of being a, let's make it harder for us to create laws, they made it into an abortion issue. And you can see by the AP, they're making it into an abor abortion issue. It isn't until the 10th paragraph that the Associated Press points out that this law has nothing to do with abortion. But even in this paragraph, in the 10th paragraph, do they, they still make it about abortion. So this is what they say in the 10th paragraph. While abortion is not directly on the special election ballot, the result marks the latest setback for Republicans in conservative-leaning states who favor imposing tough restrictions on the procedure. Ohio Republicans placed the question on the summer ballot in hopes of undercutting citizen initiatives that voters will decide in November that seeks to enshrine abortion rights in the state. So, again, in order for this ballot to, pat, to actually show up, the Senate has to pass this bill. And then the state votes on it, and the state passes it, it goes into the Constitution. I don't agree with that. I think that's wrong. But I think one of the things that the Republicans need to do when it comes to abortion is they need to stop changing the laws, and they need to go after the culture. And this is what Republicans really suck at. This is what Republicans did in, 18, in the 1800s when it came to slavery. They made slavery unpopular in the culture. The abolitionist movement started in the late 1700s. And it took almost 70 years for the abolitionist movement to take hold to the point that the culture said slavery was wrong. Republicans are going to need to do... We're not getting rid of abortion in my lifetime. We're not. I'm sorry. It's just too popular in the country. It's become part of the culture. Abortion. More so. I mean, now we can kill someone who's 27 years old by aborting him. We need to affect the culture and if the state of Ohio votes in abortion to the Constitution, that's fine. But then affect the Constitution, affect the culture to the point that it is, the culture believes it should be repealed. The, the Republicans need to stop going so hardcore on everything. Now, does that mean I don't believe, I believe uh, abortion should be legal? Not at all. But I also believe that most people don't think the way I think. And that I need to influence them before we sit back and we go out and just blow up abortion. I'm sorry, it's not a popular stance to say you shouldn't abort a baby even if you're raped. It's not, I can debate it. 
I can sit back and say, yeah, it's kind of a gray area. I can also sit there and say it's an irrelevant argument. I will give you that. I will give you. You can abort a baby if you're raped. Just eliminate all the other abortions. I can argue this stuff. Republicans don't argue. They don't try to change the culture. And they always lose because of it. They need to work on their messaging. And their messaging needs to be directed at the culture. And they just refuse to do it. Okay, let's take a look here now. Oh, here we go. According to the New York Post, the Walt Disney Company and TikTok influencer Sean Altman, who changed his name to Cian, I don't know, a biological male who identifies as gender fluid, have joined forces to market girls' attire on social media in the latest move showing Disney solidarity with the LGBTQ+, minus, divided by sign, poop emoji, cult. I added all that. Okay, it's, they said community. So essentially what they did is they had this guy go out there and start dressing up as Minnie Mouse. Now, <laughs> I, and, and he goes through the whole thing. He puts on the dress. He puts on the, the pantyhose. He puts on the, the, the lacy crap. He puts on the shoes. He puts on a Disney watch. Here's the thing. I don't understand Disney. I, I don't get it. They keep going down this road and they push it. And by the way, that's on Disney's TikTok channel. So Disney is pushing this. They are paying this guy to do this. Okay, it looks ridiculous. It looks like a man dressing up as a girl. Okay, a man who didn't have the creativity to actually change his name. Cian, Sean, come on, dude. He even identifies as a he and him in his pronouns. This is a guy who's trying to make money being a girl. That's all this guy is. And then he screams he looks like Mickey, Minnie Mouse at the end. He doesn't look like Minnie Mouse. He looks like a guy wearing a polka dot, red polka dot dress. Now, I don't understand why Disney keeps doing this. I guess they just love getting, you know, effed in the A every time they do this. Disney has reported $12 billion in losses since 2019 over their streaming services. It's so bad they are now redoing their streaming service. So Disney Plus ends up being part of the subscription for ESPN and for um, Hulu, which hasn't worked for me. I mean, I, I do belong to ESPN because I like hockey and I like to watch hockey. But they're trying to make it that, oh, you, you get Disney Plus. And then they can sit there and say Disney Plus is making a profit even though nobody is buying Disney Plus. They have lost millions of subscribers. They actually opened Disney Plus in um, in India. And basically, Disney Plus held a bunch of the cricket matches in India, which so their their subscriptions soared. Well, guess what happened? They lost the contract with the cricket matches in India and their subscriptions nosedived. So they keep saying, well, Disney Plus is popular in India and then suddenly it's not popular in India anymore because the reason people got the subscription in India, the cricket matches, no longer is being, and now everyone dropped it. Same thing with ESPN. If ESPN lost NHL hockey, I would drop ESPN. Now, if, if I will drop ESPN 
if they decide to package it with Disney Plus, I'll drop it. I'm not going to pay for Disney Plus. Of course, they also, another way that they've decided to solve this whole thing is by um, raising their prices so they can bring more profit. Disney has raised the price of Disney Plus from $9.99 to $15.99. Well, guess what, people? Now, not only do I have to listen to all this woke crap, now I got to pay $6 more a month? Forget it. And nothing is working with Disney, and they're trying to figure it out. So that's the one thing. Their streaming services are going to hell. I'm, I'm just going off on a tangent. Their last five movies have flopped. The Little Mermaid, who got all this great press, it flopped. They didn't make enough money to cover the production and marketing costs. Okay? Now they're looking at releasing a woke version of Snow White. I wonder how that's going to go for them. Snow White, who's not white, and the Seven Dwarves, none of them are dwarves, and one of them is probably non-binary. I mean, it is it is never going to work. Their theme park attendance is way down. They had to lower their prices. That's how down their attendance at the theme parks are. Their average wait time on a ride in the summer is 20 minutes. That's unheard of. In the summer, the average wait times used to be 45 minutes to an hour. Now you can just walk on a ride because no one is going on the summer. And this brings us to something. I'm reading Glenn Beck's second book right now about the Great Reset. And the Great Reset, and it's a terrifying book, by the way. It is terrifying what they're trying to do. And this is basically focused on the Biden administration, focused on the World Economic Forum. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to really push this ESG, which is Environmental, Social, and Governance Scores, and DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Scores, that the woke want to influence and is being pushed by huge companies like BlackRock and Vanguard. Okay, they're trying to push all this crap. And this book is terrifying because it, it there doesn't seem to be a real solution to any of this, that this stuff is going to come and steamroll us and roll. Here's the thing, and this is one thing, I, I'm even thinking, again, writing a letter to, to Glenn Beck and saying, hey, you kind of missed the boat on this. Okay, um, people don't like it, especially in the United States. They don't like it in Europe either, believe it or not. But they don't, they especially don't like it in the United States. And guess what they're doing? We just don't buy that shit anymore. We don't buy Bud Light. We don't go to Target. We don't go to Disney. We turn off our subscriptions to Disney. And here's the reality for these companies: money talks and bullshit walks. So what do they do? They drop these programs. There are a bunch of companies. Starbucks is a prime example. They dropped their DEI. Why did they do that? Because they're losing business. Because people don't like it. Cinnabon, this week, sat back and said, no one's allowed to wear a pride flag. No pride flags are to be hanging in our stores. No one's allowed to wear a pronoun pin. No one's allowed to wear a pride pin on their uniforms. And of course, everyone's throwing a fit. Guess what? It's Cinnabon, for Christ's sake. We'll get someone else quit. Why? Because DEI and ESG, they're a drag on their profits. People don't like this shit. And people won't shop at these stores. And so what happens? Their profits go down. Money talks, bullshit walks. And the problem is BlackRock and Vanguard, who invest in these companies, guess what? If their investors 
don't invest. BlackRock and Vanguard have no money to invest in these companies. Everyone forgets Vanguard and BlackRock, they don't, they don't have any of their own money. It's all investment money. Well, the problem is if these companies are getting their asses kicked because of DEI, BlackRock and Vanguard don't get the money to reinvest. This is one of the things that Bud Light was not worried about. Bud Light, which lost $30 billion because they signed that Dylan Mulvaney, they weren't worried about people not buying Bud Light. The reason they weren't worried about it is because companies like BlackRock and Vanguard would invest into Bud Light because they were woke. Here's the problem, though. Where did they get the money in the first place? From people from Bud Light. Now people are being laid off. They don't have the money to invest. And suddenly BlackRock and Vanguard, they don't have the money to invest. It's a, it's a cycle. So I, I think that's one of the things that he does mention in his books, but that's something he doesn't push, is if we stop buying this crap, they lose profits. If they lose profits, they can't invest. And if they can't invest, they can't be reinvested in. And there's a huge problem for them. Okay, well, I, I actually have one, two, two more stories, but I'm not going to cover them, so they'll be published on my website. You can go visit them. Uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. This is Gene. Love you. And by the way, love you all and God bless. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>